0: Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Happy Sad Confused, I'm Josh Horowitz, you're listening to my very own podcast, thanks for tuning in. Um, This is another episode I'm really excited about, we're in the middle of the Tribeca Film Festival here in New York City, which is always awesome because New York is my hometown, I like New York. I like film festivals, I like cool actors, so why not let all three merge for a couple weeks in the middle of April? Uh, And that's what's happening right now. As I uh, record this, this is the first weekend of Tribeca. Uh, The last episode, if you guys didn't catch it, was with Patrick Stewart. If you have not listened to that, please do, because that dude is the coolest man on the planet, and... It's a really fun podcast. But this one is awesome too, and I know there's so many fans of this guy out there, and that's partially why I booked him, and another reason is I'm just a fan as well. Chris Messina is an actor uh, who you might know by name, you might not. Uh, If you watch the Mindy Project, you definitely know him. He's a a significant part of that. He is uh, the male lead on that show. Uh, I feel like every woman in my life is in love with Chris Messina, and I get it. He's a good looking dude. He's a nice guy. What you see is what you get. He's a smart dude and he's been knocking around film and TV for years now and uh, I was just really thrilled to bring him into the studio over at MTV uh, into my office to chat about his directing debut. It's a movie called Alex of Venice. Uh, It's screening at the Tribeca Film Festival uh, this week. Uh, I'm sure it's going to get picked up and it's going to be available somewhere in a theater or on demand uh, because it's a a good piece of work. And he's in the film with a great cast that we talk about uh, in this podcast, including Mary Elizabeth Winstead, who's always awesome, Don Johnson, and many more people. Uh, Chris is just a cool guy. You'll you'll get that vibe right off from the bat. Um, We talk about uh, a lot of his career, his background. He's a New Yorker like myself. And just, uh, you'll get a sense of his sense of humor, and uh, I think you'll really enjoy this. I certainly did. Uh, So, without any further ado, here he is, Chris Messina. As always, hit me up on Twitter, Joshua Horowitz. Watch all of our interviews on MTVNews.com. My After Hours stuff is over on AfterHours.MTV.com if you want to see the lighter, sillier side of me. Uh, But for now, here is our latest edition of Happy Sad Confused with Chris Messina. Whether you know it or not, Chris, you were in the middle of the podcast already. Okay, Brilliant. that's fine. It's, it's happening. Thanks. Thanks, man. It's great to be here. I'm looking around this office it's so many cool things you have. It's a lot of sensory input. I want you to just, you know,
1: absorb and, and take I, it all in. I like it. I like this one of Ruffalo and is that Cooper there?
0: Uh, this is uh, Ruffalo and who's oh, Robert Downey Jr. Oh, wow. Yeah. It doesn't, it's not a flattering look for either of them. No. It's a face mashup. And uh, who's, who's who, is that Bradley Cooper? Uh, this is Bradley Cooper, and can you figure out who this is? This is a lovely young actress that has won an Oscar recently.
1: Oh, that's him and Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah.
0: So this was uh, when we were announcing movie award nominations a couple years ago. This was like a silly game we were playing to like see if you could figure out who the nominees were based on these face mashups.
1: Is, is Will Ferrell mashed to me?
0: Yep, that's um, Galifianakis. Oh, my God. Horrifying. That's <laughs> amazing. One day your face will be mashed up with an actor on my wall, Chris. If I'm so lucky, <laughs> if I'm so lucky. Um, I was saying, congrats. Obviously, we're we're in New York right now. Tribeca Film Festival has just started as we tape this, and uh, you're a big part of it. Your your directorial debut. So congratulations. Thanks,
1: man. I appreciate. it It's nice to be here. I, I I've been here. We talked, I think, once here or twice here like for to, yeah. other uh, for. I was here with this movie Fair Haven. Yep. And monogamy. I think we talked monogamy with you and Rashida Yeah. Yep. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then um, and Giant Mechanical Man with, uh, Janet Fisher. So it's nice. You know, it's an honor to be back as
0: a director. It's so cool. I mean, is this something that um, that has been on the list for a while to direct a, a feature?
1: Yeah, I've. You know, I directed when I was living in New York. I directed a lot of um, of really off-off Broadway black box theater productions, and um, and I always wanted to do a movie. I kind of been telling my friends and family how good of a director I would be for for years you know as you watch movies and go why did they do that why did they cut to that why did they use that actor I don't understand why is there so much cutting why and then, then when it's your turn to do it you're like oh shit <laughs> I've talked such a big game and now now I'm nervous as hell and I'm making all these mistakes were you nervous on set because
0: that's the one place I would feel like you wouldn't be like you you know that space yeah
1: I know I wasn't nervous I w- it was, I was nervous uh, I was nervous while prepping it Because it's like a, especially for these small movies, uh, I'm not sure what it would feel like to do a big, big one, but for the small one, 21 days, it's like a train that takes off and you, and you, you can't slow it down. Right. Uh, It's like a bullet train. But, and there were a few times on set that I was, I was nervous as we had the move so quickly, did we get everything we needed. Right. And then when I was in editing, I became extremely nervous because because that was my footage now. And although some of it was fantastic and and the performances are great and I was really proud of it, there were also things that I totally screwed up and and now had to fix. Right. So um, I guess had I not talked so much shit about being such a great director before I had done it... and I wouldn't have been maybe as nervous, but it was an amazing experience. Well, you t- you, the uh,
0: the movie we should mention is uh, Alex of Venice, and you've got this awesome cast that I want to talk about too. Because I've, I've anyone that's seen Mary Elizabeth Winstead, who's had this great career going, where she, you know, like yourself, has like kind of dabbled in different kinds of movies. And, and frankly, the best work she's done has been in the the independent realm. Yeah, smashed. Is, she's, she's amazing. That's really how mad. I found her. Yeah, uh, smashed, uh, and she's great in this one too. um you mentioned, though, like, it's interesting because I noticed when I was watching the movie, like, you start with some, some rather long takes, too, some, like, some extended shots. Like, it's not a very cutty yeah. movie. You're kind of letting the scenes play out, and I would think that comes from an actor's point of view, too, where you probably, I would guess, you enjoy scenes where you can let it breathe and actually react, etc. Yeah, et cetera.
1: it's funny because as an actor, as, a, as an actor, I get scared of those kind of scenes because... Um, You sometimes feel like because you're not going to get, you might not get a chance at a close up or a bunch of takes that you have to do it right, which there is never any right or wrong, but you you want to be good, and so sometimes as an actor, like a lot of times on the newsroom, we'll do these walk and talks and all this dialogue, and, and you and you know they're. They might not cover it, and so you start to sweat and get nervous, and you don't want to be the one to screw it up. Exactly. But <laughs> no. as a but as a, f- a viewer, as an audience member, I really enjoy when I don't see a lot of cutting because as soon as it starts cutting all around, I become aware of um, all the tricks and all the uh, kind of the director trying to hide things, or you know, or just the filmmaking.
0: Yeah, you can lose yourself more in like yeah. a scene that just goes. On yeah, and it's two people talking, and you're not. Is aware of the camera and the cutting, and yeah. the music, etc.
1: It's it's you know some of my favorite films like you know a lot of Woody Allen stuff or whatever. It's just he, the camera just keeps following the people and, yeah. he, and he doesn't cut. And I I, I kind of get a kick out of watching films with people that they, they haven't cut yet. You know they haven't cut yet. But uh, so anyway, yeah, I tried to I tried to do that. At times I was really happy that I did that, and at times again in the editing room, that's what you got, right? You know.
0: So, were, are, uh, give me a little background first, because I, I, I mean, as you said, we've talked a few times, but never really, frankly, at, at the length we're doing today. And it, that's part of what's fun about this podcast is I get to actually get to know the people I've been talking to for years. Yeah. So, uh, did you grow up in in New York? Are you a, a New Yorker I, a, in the city, or where are you? Long from? Island,
1: North okay. Northport, Long Island. Um, I grew up there. I went to. I was. My mom was a dance teacher. And so uh, in the 3rd grade I started taking dancing class and I was very um, I was very into it. I wanted to become Borishnikov. I was super super into it. I got beat up most of most throughout junior high, I think, right. pretty much because the kids didn't quite understand that I wore tights and ballet shoes. And
0: was that something that you were considering like really making a go of it?
1: Yeah, I did. I really wanted to. Um, I knew that I couldn't do it from Long Island, although there was a great uh, dance school that I had gone to there. I would come on the weekends and take classes here in the city with some real master teachers. And I wanted to go to LaGuardia High School and be in fame. Sure. um, (laughs) You wanted to live forever. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Um, And my parents uh, denied me that, and at the time I was like, you know, why are you doing that? You're ruining my life. <laughs> you don't know what you're <laughs> doing. <Yeah. laughs> I'm, as I like burned my ballet shoes in front of them. But, um, and so I stayed in, in my town and went to Northport high school where I, um, um, discovered this class called, uh, living theater. It was an English elective by this great teacher, John Gavriluk, And he kind of changed my life. We, we would do these improv shows in a black box theater in our high school, sex, drugs, and rock and roll. It was cool to be an actor. I, I did very, very bad in school, so this was a place that um, kind of gave me a home. Yeah. Um, uh, girls, for the first time, were interested in me. Uh, uh, you know, whatever. The football players were like, hey, man, nice nice job. That was that was good. And so I, I, I started to kind of have an identity through, through these kind of improvs that we were doing. I went to... Marymount Manhattan College here in Manhattan for a semester. I dropped out, and uh, and then really I just found my way to a bunch of different acting schools gotcha. and classes, um, and started doing plays. Really did tons and tons of theater here. I yeah. actually did a play. I see Jessica Chastain on your wall. Yeah. The last play I did, which was unfortunately about eight years ago was with Jessica Chastain and uh, Michelle Williams at Williamstown. We did The Cherry Orchard, which is in my movie. That's right, orchard. exactly.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that's, when you when you worked with Chastain, did you, could everybody sense that this was somebody that had... She
1: price? was amazing, but she was right out of Juilliard. I mean, yeah. I think it was one of her first gigs been, yeah. out of Juilliard, and she was incredible. I remember walking to the first day of rehearsal, and uh, I don't know if you've ever been up to Williamstown to that festival. Oh, it's, it's gorgeous grounds and, you know, you're kind of work it, wa- uh, walking on this path to a, a little, like, barn-like rehearsal. And uh, I remember seeing her and thinking how gorgeous she was. And um, and then we got to the table read and we read, and she was ready to do the role that day. Yeah. You know, I, I remember thinking that. She was my scene partner. My character was Trofimov. And I was in love with Anya, played by, by <laughs> Jessica. So it was a it was a, a magical uh, summer, and the play had a m- major effect. I mean, therefore, made it into the film. But,
0: but that's some of the most poignant stuff in the film. Frankly, is, the, is Don Johnson is, is in your film? and yeah. plays uh, uh, an actor who is past his prime, and that you see him sort of like you know in some really heartbreaking audition scenes. Yeah, uh, that's got to. Uh, I mean, I know you didn't write the film, but um, it's got to also come out of your own experiences, just going through that process. That feel feels like those scenes in particular felt really true.
1: Oh, that, thank you for saying that. Yeah, the. it's funny. Having had the cherry orchard and theater and an actor in the movie d- definitely gave me, it, it definitely grounded me because I. it was always something I understood and knew about and knew how we should tackle it and handle it. I was afraid when the um, Jessica Goldberg, who who really cracked that character, there were a couple writers on the film, and she she's the one that uh, invented Roger and and said he should be an actor, and 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 then we talked about him doing auditioning for a play, and then having it be the Cherry Orchard. But I was I was worried because sometimes actors in films it pulls me out of the movie, right? And I'm being an actor. I want to I. I want to get away from this world and go into the real world. Right. And play real people. Right. So I kept on, maybe he's a musician, maybe he's, you know, maybe he's just something else. But um, I'm really happy we kept him an actor. And those days on set where we were doing his stuff is where I I felt the most at home, actually. Yeah.
0: we should mention the cast. I mean, I already mentioned Mary Elizabeth once said it. you're obviously in it as well. I don't know what it says about you
1: that you've cast yourself as as the narcissistic kind of... <laughs> and uh, yeah, <laughs> you know how we describe him.
0: He's in, in it and then he's out of it. He comes back a little bit. Oh, yeah. Yeah,
1: he, he I, I when I was uh, Lynette Howell and Jamie Patrickoff gave me the script and they they said, do you want to play this role and um and direct this film. At that time when they gave me the script, it was a lot of characters and it was really. It was about Venice and a bunch of people in Venice, California. Um, and what was interesting to me was this family. So we, uh, Katie and Justin, the, uh, the writers, we, we, um, we kind of dug it apart and took it apart and looked at what was really important and the family we concentrated on. At that point, the movie could have been about, my character could have been about our son, um... Dakota it could have been and it, it really moved to be Alex's story, which mm-hmm. is uh, uh, played by Mary Elizabeth, but I was on the fence about doing it because I wanted to I wanted to concentrate on being a director I knew that it would be difficult I also didn't want people to think that I was directing to 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 act right and but I want to keep directing, and at some point I'd like to. Direct myself in a, in a bigger role, so I wanted to dip my toe in and feel it out. I, you know, I, I was lucky enough to work with Ben Affleck on Argo and watch him do that in such a big way, sure. and 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 that was really inspiring to me, and I learned a lot from it. So there was one point, maybe two three weeks out of of, of going into a shooting, where I was like, maybe I should cast somebody else, you know. Right. But um, but I hung in there, and I'm glad I did because. It was a. It was a. Very, it's a very unique experience to direct and act and kind of jump back and forth. I know a lot of people do it, but, um, but it's it just it's it's different, you know. Yeah. What I did, which I'm, um, I'm really, um, I'm proud that I did it, and I think I'd do it again because it was such a, um, a fast film, and we didn't have playback. You know, Affleck could. He could. we would do a take for Argo and then a lot of times, not every take, but a lot of times he could go back to the monitor play See it back yeah, and he's, he would watch it and he's such a smart guy and he, he can, he'd be like, oh, I need to do this or do that differently. You know, and he'd give us direction, we'd go back and do it and then we'd shoot and then we'd go back again and look and yeah. play it. We didn't have that luxury, so sometimes people would tape it on their iPhone. But I also had a good friend of mine as a great actor that I've known for years, Matt Del Negro, and he, um, he took... Uh, 21 days out of his his life He's also He plays uh, Derek Luke's Lawyer Frank In the movie And a uh, small part That he did me a favor But he was my director So when I was On oh, wow. screen He was directing me And I trust him very much And if you showed up That day on set You would go Matt As Del Negro Yeah Matt Del Negro <laughs> Is directing the movie So Interesting. He, he really Saved my ass Yeah
0: um, it's curious that again, like given your background, like this is a, a film that has a very specific setting, obviously Venice, California. You, you're, I identify you with New York, maybe because I've just talked to you here a bunch, and because you grew up in, in the area. Um, you also, you know, obviously worked with Nora a couple times. Yeah. You got a chance to work with Woody. I mean, are, are those particular moments when you got to work with like those two iconic filmmakers, and so. Identified with New York, New York, um, particularly special given your background.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's those, it's those f- times where, and it, uh, it sounds corny when you're like, you know, pinch me, how did I end up here? You know, you're in Barcelona with Woody Allen, or, um, you know, we were at Silver Cup with with Nora and Stanley and Meryl and Amy, and and you and you feel very, you know, you feel lucky. I I barely finished high school and. I was constantly in trouble, and I dropped out of college. and And there were so many times as a as an actor where I didn't think I would ever work again. They, they, those times might happen again, but I certainly remember them very clearly. Wondering what else could I do. Yeah. So when you're when you have when you're lucky enough to to, to be on those sets with those people, yeah, you you um, you cherish it and. And the great thing about the, those things is the, you carry them. I'm sure all the actors here that you've talked to along along the years will have said something of the sort to you. That you, They inform everything you do. And so those filmmakers were with me every day on, on Alex of Venice, which was a, an amazing thing, yeah. you know.
0: Um, uh, correct, me, correct me if I'm wrong, you're, you're also in New York doing Double Duty You've been shooting the finale of Mindy Project Yeah, year?
1: yesterday Mindy and I, which was fun because we're, we're always uh, we're, We shoot on Universal and we're on the back lot a lot And we have fake New York City right? Which they do a great job of, um, of making it look as real as they can But it was really special to be here yesterday and we all we you know there's nothing like filming in New York. The energy is incredible. But we also film in a bubble, so it was nice to be shooting on the street and have people go, "Hey, we like the show. I watch the show," and 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 have people come up to Mindy and and, and tell her you know what what she means to them and, and and that kind of stuff because because we're in a bubble. You know, I, I don't I, and I don't read. I stopped reading a lot of the stuff because. As you know, you read something nice and and you you know you feel really good, and two seconds later you read something terrible. Not That's necessarily about so yeah, yeah, Mindy or but about me and my acting or whatever, and then you can't ever forget how bad that person <laughs> thought you were. You, know? you
0: should read some stuff though, because particularly thanks to I mean your career's always been great, but that, there's something weird about that, like a sitcom in particular, yeah, and something like what Mindy does, uh, and and you know as you know. People um, graft onto like romantic relationships, on and off relationships, yeah. and um, and and people really dig your character and like That's have nice. really. Um, you mentioned the the, the dancing uh, background that strikes me that that has mom and the dance teachers that they weigh in on your dancing last year on the show because that that got a lot of attention.
1: That was fun. Yeah, I was. Well, Those were one of the things where you regret that you said that to the writers room. Like, <laughs> you know, what else can you do, Chris? I was like, well, I dance a little, and then they used it. And when they, when I read it in the script, I was I was oh shit, I'm gonna have to do this now, you know, <laughs> and and then you realize you be, that you become a meme. Do you know that <laughs> <laughs> you've made exactly? <laughs> and I said I and then but it's such a gift that Mindy and the rest of the writers give you when when a character um, you know choreographs a dance for someone he loves is a very fresh, unique take uh, on a on a romantic gift. So. Mm-hmm. It was it was a real treat. No, my yeah, my mom was very proud that I danced and um <laughs> yeah, it was it's fun to dance. I still I don't do it anymore. I I always think about maybe one day we could sit here and talk about it if I ever get to make it. But I always think about and not that I feel like I can dance like him, but I always would love to make a, a like a small biopic, a slice of life just one Moment in Gene Kelly's life, oh, and, wow. and 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 try to emulate some of those dance moods. That'd be amazing. Yeah,
0: that's crazy. Um, is the have you enjoyed sort of the, the the arc of that relationship on the show, and kind of like I've heard you reference like a, and back when I was a kid, we're simple, we're comparable ages. You know, Cheers and Sam and Diane. Was yeah, it was like. The one or moonlighting I remember yeah. those relationships where you kind of like were rooting for them but you didn't want them to get together, you weren't sure. Yeah.
1: I've enjoyed it. I you know, I've learned a lot. I it the first season was I I think hard for me because you know, and I've said this in other interviews and I've said it to Mindy, I had Al Pacino on my wall. I I, I worship the films of the seventies. And I, I if you told me, you know, just a couple of years ago that you'll be on a Fox sitcom and right. Um, i wouldn't i wouldn't believe it, and not because I ever thought I was better than that, but i did didn't think I had that skill it wasn't something i honed it wasn't right. something i i even watched as a kid really sure so um so the first season i was like scared you know and um and felt like I had landed on mars um and then I started to really appreciate um comedy and how hard it is and and i really started to appreciate you know everybody's writing and and the, the the fact that you get to take a character over this long period of time and right. all these things started to mean something more to me and i started to feel more comfortable there um and uh, so i really enjoyed it, it, it you know as a, it, fundamentally it's really nice as an actor to have a job right. and to go to work uh, like a human being right. um cuz most of us just don't know where the next job's going to be. So to, to go to work every day with a group of people that you really care about, uh, to know the sound guys and what's going on in their life and, 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 and feel comfortable around them, and, and if it's a home away from home, that's really something special. Yeah. And then to be around a, a group of really intelligent, funny Writers and actors who have taught me a lot about comedy, again talking about Nora and Woody and taking these things, I took that on to Alex of Venice and I'll take that on for the rest of my career I'll yeah. always remember what Mindy Kaling and those guys taught me you know
0: is there is there a short list of whether it's the other New York filmmaking icons like I think of you know Scorsese and Spike and like a, is he, that, that you're trying to that you've, have you come close to working with that, either of those guys or others I
1: auditioned for Scorsese I auditioned for him for The Departed I got in the room with him he was lovely I, obviously I didn't get the role um, that was the closest I've come to him and yeah I mean he's a dream of mine him Coppola I was lucky to do a, a reading of Coppola's new movie and right before I, I shot Alex at Venice and most of my meeting with him before he put me in the reading um was questions about directing and um, he's and he was fascinating he was amazing. amazing and he's like he's like a like Scorsese um a teacher. Absolutely so yeah. so he was once I started asking him questions, um he wasn't like get the fuck out of my office. He was very much yeah. into helping me. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And he, he told me to do silent takes, which I did. Um, he said "That's
0: been that in recent films too." Yeah, so explain that what, what that is. It's
1: well, like, I don't know if I was doing it the way they <laughs> wanted me to do it or the way they do it, but what I did is we would do the scene, and then, um, and I had said b- before we started the actors, I heard this thing from Coppola, and I want to do it, and it was, um, and it was silent takes where he said a lot of times the. Um, A lot of times it's not the performances, but it's the writing. Sometimes when you're in editing and you and you you crave more silences and you're looking for reaction shots or something to cut to, just a look. Sure. So do the scene in silent. So it would be me and you, you know, a camera on you and a camera on me, and we just and we just be silent with each other. Sometimes it would lead to absolutely nothing, boredom. Sometimes it would lead to like uncomfortable laughter. Right. Or sometimes an actor would be moved and something would happen and and a lot of times i used that in the film so I'm, i was really lucky to get that tidbit but he's definitely one scorsese paul thomas anderson is always somebody genius i i, I got him to come see monogamy um and i've never heard from him again so i'm not <laughs> sure if he he's li- a busy guy. <laughs> okay okay i'll take that he's a busy guy um, and, but I love him and his work, and um, and there's so many. I have Spike, Spike Jones, Jones yeah. is so incredible, and yeah. you know, there's a lot of. I just, I, I love, I, I, I'm, I'm such a, I'm more of a fan, I think, than than any of this stuff, really. You know, I'm, I'm pretty, I, and this isn't to to look for a compliment anyway, but I, I, I feel, I sometimes I'm good, sometimes I'm okay. But most times I'm just really excited to be there, mm-hmm. and and for me the work, you know, I worked with Sam Mendez, I worked with Nora, I worked with Woody, I was I was with uh, you know David Gordon Green and Noah Baumbach, and just to be on those sets, even sometimes for two or three days, not much time, not big roles. Just fun to see how everybody works. Absolutely.
0: Well, it's funny because it's like comparable. Like, Obviously, we have much different kind of jobs, but people always ask me about, you know, I'm in a very privileged position where I get to talk to, you get to work with the people that you grew up admiring. I get to talk to them and work yeah. with them in a sense. And, and people ask me about, like, you know, keeping it cool or getting nervous. And, and I kind of always say I, I do get nervous, but I don't want to lose the nervousness. I want to still have that kind of, like... That the reason why I, I'm doing this in the first place Is I love this stuff and, yeah. But it's interesting c- from your perspective Because I would think you also need to let it go Because at the end of the day you need to like work with them as equals You can't like Yeah, that was interesting with
1: Pacino, with Pacino Because I was, you know, there's a scene in the movie Where we're going toe-to-toe Arguing and screaming at each other And um, yeah, it's hard You you know, it's hard to turn from like Tell me about the Godfather yeah. to, to, to I hate you, Dad right You know um, so yeah, there there is, there is something that you have to. I don't know what it is or exactly how to do it, but there is something that you have to go. He's an actor. Right. I'm an actor. We're gonna just struggle to figure the scene out. Yeah. And uh, and to to let it go. And then every now and then, literally doing that scene with him every now and then on, uh, ho- hopefully mostly on his coverage where I was like, holy shit. he's so- <laughs> <laughs> Look at him! I can't believe I'm doing a scene now. Without... Okay, then in my other side of the brain. Like, shut up and get in the scene, you know. Right. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it's fun. It's fun. I, you know, well, You don't want to
0: let go of like the love of it and just enjoying the moment. Or yeah, else, like you're gonna, you know, 20 years later, think back. Why didn't I just soak that up a little more? Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah I was, I was even nervous. To, I was nervous with Don. You know, I grew up. Wa- I did grow up watching Miami Vice, and and he was. Um, I had to really convince him to do the film and he's had a lot of experience and he's a great actor and I think he's fantastic in the film and um, and he really lets himself be really vulnerable and stuff but it, I had to really convince him to do it. Yeah. You
0: know? I think he's undervalued as an actor because I mean he's popped up in, in different roles in recent years and you think of him um, you know and then he did like the Nash Bridges thing which is its own whatever it was Yeah, but, like, but he always he, there's something really authentic and true about yeah. you know, what he brings to it. Yeah place. he works
1: yeah. you know he worked very hard on the film. He was very dedicated. And, um, you know, was I think it was a very different experience for him, being so low budget and um, being so fast like that. And and he brought a lot to it and a lot of care. Yeah. You know, a lot of care, yeah. What,
0: what So what is the, I mean, you talk about the lifestyle right now being, it, it's a nice luxury not paying people get to be in a... In a in a show that's as beloved right now as Mindy Project and you, you're obviously finding time to work in other films and direct your own stuff but like is there an ideal kind of lifestyle like five or ten years like from, from now talking? yeah like I mean are you hoping that directing has progressed then and you're kind of like uh, routinized it Yeah. couple years I mean I
1: hope that we could sit down a couple years from now and I, although like I'm leaving here we shot Mindy we're going to do a bunch of press for the film screen the film and then I go back and shoot on Newsroom Right. Um, and all that it is tremendous. But um, I do feel, and I feel extremely lucky, so I, 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 don't, I hope you don't take this as complaining. It's more, I, I do feel like it would be nice in the future to to have the work, just have it not completely overlap each other. Right. Because it's exhausting that you kind of keep switching your mind around so you, you know you're one thing when you're talking about the film or one thing when you're getting ready to you know shoot the film in an entirely different headset when you're getting ready to prepare for newsrooms sure. you know? and then Mindy and, and and it it's all great exercises uh, they're different muscles but the overlap is a bit exhausting and I do I do uh, think that everything kind of suffers when they're all on top of each other so yeah I hope that I could sit down with you I don't know 5 years from now and have the work be there but have the time to refill the well. Totally. And and I and I hope as a director that <clears throat> that I could I hope people would still let me direct after this and and that I can you know direct myself in 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 bigger parts and try to I think it'd be really challenging that you know I have a couple ideas for films where they would be just alone they would have been hard as an actor. And then it'd be nice to also take on the challenge of then uh directing myself doing that. So totally. and maybe I'll be sitting here telling you that was a really dumb idea. <laughs> no, yeah. I don't think so. You're off doing a good start. Don't but, worry. but 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 yeah. I'd like to do that. I'd yeah. like to have a company where where I um direct a bunch of stuff and, and um and you know, I think Affleck's got a he's got I mean it's amazing that's that's like the high end of like what yeah. that, that model is yeah real right? high end of it I mean that would be you know the ultimate I mean to, to, he, he's got these great movies that he's getting ready and you know working on to direct and and, and getting to work with Fincher and Terrence Malick, and I know, so so you know, to be Batman too. Yeah, I think it's to be Batman and <laughs> kick some ass. So you know, that's that's you know definitely a role model. Of yeah. Sorts,
0: yeah. Uh, in our remaining minutes, we always end with a few random questions from a very sketchy okay. looking uh, Indiana Jones hat. Okay, you want to take your uh, your, your yeah. hand in and take. I a love this. History. I really love
1: being here. Thanks, buddy. That's good to I see really you. do. You're, you're you're great at what you do. Go on. Oh, the worst nightmare I ever had was.
0: Do you have any recurring, or is there one in particular?
1: The worst nightmare I ever had came true um, is it the actor's nightmare, um, where, where you don't know any of your lines. And just last season on the newsroom, I, I, that, that actually came true. I was prepping the film. I had just finished the Mindy project. I asked the newsroom when they asked me to do the finale, yes, but write me light. Yes, they said, and about three days out, I was in a helicopter... Um, getting some shots of California with my DP, and a, a new script came in. And I had a huge speech in the bullpen to the entire cast. And uh, I swear to God, it, with no exaggeration, for about 50 takes, I couldn't get my lines. Um, uh, so what are
0: you saying? Are you just apologizing profusely to everybody? Or are you sweating, just-
1: apologizing. The hair and makeup is... Um, at some point they remind me It's podcast news it's that yeah, sweating it's thing. exactly. <laughs> I am a pile of water. They're rubbing um calming uh like uh, hand stuff, you know, moisturizer on <laughs> my hands
0: that is blowing in your ear, it's okay.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Jane Fonda kept looking at me and going, I fucking love you. I fucking <laughs> love you. And I kept apologizing and Sam Warson said the greatest thing, he's like, This is what the work looks like. Nice. And That's it awesome. calmed me down for about two or three seconds, and then I went back to sweating. But it was it was so my my worst nightmare came true. At least it's done. Yeah.
0: At least you can't you know yeah. oh, one or two more. Yeah,
1: please. <laughs> okay.
0: The sweat just blended with the tears. So you yes. Tell. Exactly.
1: <laughs> the last gross thing I ate was uh, at uh, at Lego Land with my kids. The, the food was terrible. <laughs> it was a, it was a plethora of. Of bad things.
0: <laughs> Nothing good at Legoland. So surprising. Theme <laughs> yeah. parks are known for their great, high quality music.
1: Yeah, great theme park. Kids loved it. We had a lot of fun. They were very very nice to us. We got we bought a lot of Legos. Right. Spent way too much money but but the food wasn't great. The movie's pretty good.
0: Did you take the kids to the are they The movie's amazing. The movie?
1: yeah, 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 yeah. I I like the movie. And they love the movie. <laughs> They're super into the Batman Legos right now. Yeah. How can you not be? Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, let's see. What? How about one more? Yeah. If it's a good one. Okay. If it's a bad one. That's here. And then one we'll skip it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It's a long one. The next technology technic technic. <laughs> it's, it's a newsroom moment. Yeah. Technological breakthrough. Techn- technological breakthrough. I want to see is. Oh okay. boy, that's a that's an interesting question Eddie. for me. Yeah. Are you, are, you,
0: are you a techie guy or are you into
1: because I'm I am and I'm, I'm not I'm not at all but I enjoy the I enjoy you know when I'm lost hitting my um iPhone and trying to you know and having it escort me to where I'm going um uh I enjoy taking a picture and, and being able to change the filter with it <laughs> you're, you're of simple questions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And being like, hey, I can make myself look like a photographer right now. Um but but I don't wanna know I don't want people to know what I'm doing, right. where I am. You know, a lot of the guys on my show, um, they all tweet and and I know that it's it's great because you can um you can promote things sure. and, and they're writers and they can tell funny jokes and all that stuff and And I know Instagram is fun you take a picture and say you, can, you know you and I are hanging out together sure. at MTV but um I don't know I think if, if anything that's gonna break through right now with technology is uh, you know uh, and, and not to sound just go what I someone that wants <laughs> to go back in the party <laughs> <Yes. laughs> no I, I, I would <laughs> guess that I would want it to be something that you know um you know, made a cure for diseases, and uh, you, you know, had had people uh, had have longer and healthier lives. Wait,
0: you're saying you want like a cure for cancer instead of like another Instagram filter? Yes, yes, <laughs> I would like that. I got enough Instagram filters. Whatever, Chris. <laughs> Priorities, dude. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I, I really do appreciate you coming by today, buddy. I, it's always good to see I you. I love
1: being here. You're great at what you do, and you always Thank make you. me feel comfortable, and right? it's you, you know so much about films, and your love from films it really does come out, so it's always a joy to talk to you. Thanks, man. Yeah. Alex of
0: Vincent, uh, Tribeca, catch it, and hopefully soon after in a, in a theater near Thanks, Thanks, man.